Well, the second test in India gets underway tomorrow and Australia must avoid defeat if they're to pull off one of the toughest tasks in cricket. That's a series win on the subcontinent. And you'd have to say the odds heavily stacked against the Aussies after that mammoth defeat in Nagpur, beaten by an innings and 132 runs. Throw onto that the injury clouds hanging over Mitchell Stark and uh, no doubt the rattled confidence throughout the batting order. And it's going to be fascinating to see how Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins approach this one, both from a selection and a tactical point of view. Uh, Malcolm Conn, the cricket writer for the Sydney Morning Herald, joins us on the line. And Malcolm, thanks for joining us. That second test just under 24 hours away. Can we expect many changes to the side that got hammered in the first test? Well, I um, I would have thought that um, they're going to try and... Uh err on the uh, on the side of um, calmness and, and not panic and give other people opportunities. So as badly as they played, we may not see too many changes, but there's still, as you said, um, some players up in the air. Um, Pat Cummins has just done a press conference where uh, he, he was unable to say whether Mitchell Stark or um, Cameron Green would play. Uh, they're uh, both training now as uh, part of the squad, obviously. Um, five and a half hours behind over there in India. So um, we, we probably know later tonight. Uh, oh, well, we've got a better idea, I think, later tonight as to how they're going. But uh, we, we may not actually hear the team until the toss tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's uh, certainly um, long haul ahead of the Australians. It wasn't just the fact that they lost. It was the way they lost. It was a, as a capitulation. They were completely outplayed. Yeah. Uh, when they were at times actually in the game, they, they had the India 563, 7 for 240 and couldn't hang on to them. And then the batting collapsed again. But uh, certainly a lot, of, a, a lot to work on. Yeah, and Malcolm, you had that piece in the Herald this morning, some strong quotes from former coach Darren Lehman about team selection, uh, the decision to drop Travis Head, and the seemingly unthinkable call to not play a tour match in the lead-up. They were pretty strong comments from Booth, weren't they? Well, they were, and I think it's sort of coming back to haunt the Australians, and not just the tour match, but I think preparation in general. Like, uh, it's speaking, speaking to uh, some people involved around uh, Cricket Australia and the operation side of things, I was saying it's the shortest leading ever to the Indian uh, to an Indian series, and it certainly shows because yeah. the players sort of certainly didn't look ready at all. Um, if you think in 2017 when they won the first test and were competitive and uh, could have won that series, um, they went to Dubai for uh, a fortnight and played on specially manicured wickets there and played uh, tour matches and had special training sessions and. And then they went to India and played a tour game. The problem with playing tour games in India is, or the subcontinent generally, is they'll probably roll out a green top knowing full well that <laughs> you're going to play on a spinning wicket. But yeah. uh, it still does give batsmen time in the middle. You get used to the heat. You get used to the the ball in India. Um, certainly wouldn't, and, and it certainly also helps focus your mindset just being there and being together as a group and working on things. So... Um, Certainly, if Australia is to have any impact uh, in India in the future, unless they can do something dramatic in the next uh, month or so, you'd think they're going to have to have a good look at uh, how they prepare before they go in. Yeah, some texts coming in already. Uh, Doug from Camperdown, Travis Head needs to be in the team. Hi, Mike. Chris from Wollongong. David Warner needs to go. He needs to be dropped. How many chances does he need? Jeez, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's it's plenty of questions, I suppose, going around, Malcolm. Well, there certainly are a couple of talking points. I mean, there has been 
sort of conversations um, sort of over the last uh, year or so about the possibility of using Trevor's head as an opening batsman in the subcontinent. He struggled in the middle order in uh, Pakistan. He struggled in the middle order in Sri Lanka. Uh, and uh, they dropped him here. And yet uh, Mark Taylor's got a column in the, uh, the Herald and the Age today basically saying that uh, Head's got to play, that he's 29 years old. Our openers are 36 years old. And Head has had two terrific home summers and he's just got to learn to play on these wickets. So unless they play, they actually pick him. Yeah. Then he's, he's not going to learn anything. So, um, uh, But Pat Cummins did say in his press conference uh, just a little while ago that uh, he said while he wasn't a selector, he'd expect David Warner to uh, be in the side. But... Uh, my understanding is that uh, this could be Warner's last chance, that uh, unless he shows something, unless he shows an initiative, unless he can put pressure on the bowlers, and, and Cummins certainly said that in his press conference, Davey's best when he puts the pressure on the bowlers. So he's going to have to find something, uh, yeah. I think, to be able to uh, save his place. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, look, Malcolm, do you think it's been a bit of a reality check for not so much the players, I suppose? They wouldn't have been any under any illusions about what a, a tour of India um, takes. But, I mean, for Australian fans, potentially, you know, we dominated a pretty poor West Indies and South African uh, teams at home during the summer. We had these big dreams about, you know, beating India and then England away from home in the Ashes in the same year, potentially a World Test Championship. But it was never going to be that simple, was it? Well, no, it wasn't. India was always going to be a... An incredibly difficult challenge. You just have to look at the numbers. I mean, India have now played 43 tests at home over the last decade and lost two of them, which is just extraordinary. And one of those was to Australia in 2017 when Steve O'Keefe got 12 for 70 on what you'd have to say was an ambush gone wrong on, on a turning wicket. So uh, it's very, very tough. But if you're going to um, put your hand up and say you're the best in the world, you've just got to deal with it. And look, it has got tougher. I did my first tour. Uh, of India in 98 and uh, you, did, you did get a lot of very flat wickets in India as well as wickets that turned well now they just tailor made the turn so it's a lot harder for batsmen now than it probably was sort of 20 or 30 years ago having said that though there were no new, neutral umpires back then either which also made things interesting so um, it's just something that uh, players have to deal with you have to find a way it's Marnus and Steve Smith found a way for a while in the first innings and Steve was not out in the second innings so uh, you've just got to be able to do it if you're going to be a world-class cricketer. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned those pitches, Malcolm. An interesting story that was doing the rounds this morning. Apparently the ground staff in Delhi were trying to stop Australian media from taking photos of the pitch. And I mean, we saw what was happening in Nagpur, that what pretty blatantly looked like pitch doctoring. Uh, and we, go, we went on to lose by an innings and 130-odd runs. So I don't think you can blame the pitch for the result in that first test. But, gee, I feel like it's odd seeing such drama involving the ground staff leading up to a test match. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that everything sort of can turn into a conspiracy theory, but it, things are done differently. And unless something uh, changes radically in world cricket and everyone just says, oh, we're going to make the best wickets we can and, and the teams can go at it, then everyone's just going to play home ground advantage. I mean, look, the Poms were as good as any of that, uh, at that sort of stuff. They get incredibly sanctimonious sometimes, or they used to, touring the subcontinent, complaining about things, but had no problems about getting to turn the hose off. Uh, on their own pitches and having the ball decking around everywhere. So um, I just think that it's one of those things that um, it's, it's unfortunate, I think, that you don't get um, more sort of uh, evenly matched wickets around the world. But uh, if you're going to be the best team in the world, you've got to learn to play on them. Yeah, it's all part of the beauty of Test cricket, I suppose. Malcolm, uh, thanks for joining us, mate. No doubt we'll chat again throughout the tour and uh, during a massive year for the Australian Test team. Thanks, Mike.
Thanks. That's Malcolm Conn, cricket writer for the Sydney Morning Herald.